Let's go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. If you guys haven't listened yet, welcome to the club. We just want to tell you guys that we are the best sports podcast in Pennsylvania. We already said it that by the end of this year, we're going to be the best in the country. So we need your help to do that. So guys, if you listen to this podcast, if you're watching the video, if you're listening to it on audio, please share it. Please help us get the word out there because, you know, I think we talk a pretty good talk. We ain't clowns out here. We don't just say biased bullshit. We talk that talk. We give you guys information. Now tonight, today's episode is one of them podcasts that I love that I want you guys to listen to. Because whenever we do a podcast about this subject and I put bets in about this subject, I usually hit pretty damn good. So I'm super glad that we're doing a podcast about this because I haven't hit all year and we haven't done a podcast on it all year. So guys, tonight we're talking about my favorite subject. We're going to be talking to you guys about combat sports, guys and girls beating the shit out of each other, which we love to watch. We got UFC 273. Yeah, we got UFC 273 coming up on Saturday, and we got to talk about it because we got two title fights, and we got another fight on this card that feels like it's more important than a title fight. So we got to talk about those three fights, and then we're going to break down the rest of the fights. But, Paul, uh, how, how excited are you for these fights? Because I'm excited, man. Because you know what? We finally get to see what Cam got. We put him in there with a straight dog. So we're gonna see what that's like. Of course, Volk. I th- I think what makes this this fight good for Volk, he's about to see a guy who's gonna take a lot of punishment. So we're gonna, we're gonna see him being tested a little yeah, bit harder. Fight. So this card is actually lit. I actually like this card better than I think the previous two. Probably. I agree. So I agree. I think uh, it's gonna be a very entertaining fight card. Like the whole fight I agree. card. Like I mean, even the prelims. A lot of people might not know these guys, which. That's why we're not going to get into them that much. But you got a lot of bangers in there. You got a lot of guys and girls that are very evenly matched that are fighting each other on the undercards. So, I mean, if you guys want to get our picks for all of the undercards, you got to follow us on Facebook in the Stoop Life. As I always say, we're going to put all of our picks in there. We're going to put them all in there. We're not going to get to them all on the podcast. We're just going to hit the main fights. But we're going to put our picks nah. in there. But the yeah, picks are definitely going to be out there. They're going to be there. Uh, but as for fights, which fights you want to start off with? You want to start off with the co-main event or the one that we really would just want let's to talk go about? The, let's, go let's go for a rematch here. We're going to talk about the rematch one first. The one okay. that's the most probably most obvious of the, two, of the main, main card. Um, we have Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling. We remember what happened last time these two squared off. Yeah. Uh, Peter Yan was beating the shot of Aljamain Sterling. <laughs> um. But he he makes a dumb move. He does something stupid and gets disqualified and loses his title. It, 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 yeah. Listen, I mean, so. people have been bad. We got Aljo's the title holder. You know, he hasn't fought since he took the title as a disqualification over Peter Yan. Yan's uh, interim interim champ. He did beat the shit out of Corey Sanhagen. But I mean, my thoughts on this fight. Uh, it, Sterling was trying to hold on to his belt. As long as he possibly could, because he knew what was going to happen tonight. Like, I mean, he was, he was not trying to exchange. No, he wanted no. He he wasn't even really trying to go to the ground too much. He was just trying to be there. You know, like that's what he. I'm gonna say this about it, and I hate to say it. I used to really like Aljamain Sterling. Okay, I, I used to, I used to like him. I liked how he fought. I liked his energy. He's the funk master. What I don't like is I, I don't mind that he took the disqualification because hey man, he got fucked up. You know, it is what it is. Like, 
Sometimes we look at corners when they're getting beat up. You got to throw the flag and it's out. I don't have a problem with that. I get it. I mean, he got the title from it. He might not have known. He might have known. You know, it is what it is. What was he gonna? What would you judge him by more if he did that or if he went in and just tapped out right away? You know, it, it would have looked worse for him than anyway. I mean, so I don't blame him. For he stood in there. He stood in there. So I mean, what? Yeah. But the thing I is, know, I just think I think he was looking for a way out, and I like Aljo. I still love Aljo. To even after this fight, he's a great fighter. It's just Peter Yan's just a bad matchup for him. He's a stronger guy. Yeah. He's just more ferocious, not scared to throw. Very technically sound. The thing I meant though is why I don't like him anymore is not because of how he, you know, how he fought that fight. You're not gonna win them all. You got matched by people. You get disqualified. You win the belt. Yeah. It is what it is. I don't like how he handled it after. Yeah. Like I don't like the after fact of how he was going around prancing around like he was the best fighter in the division in the world. Like I have no problems with him taking a photo op with it because like the UFC makes you do that anyway. But, dude, if you yeah. follow him on social media, he was posting all this bullshit saying how he was the number one fighter Luke in the strap. division, the champ. And Luke he was doing this. Line. Yeah, dude, he was trying to be like, nothing happened. Like, he was beating him. When, like, dude, it didn't happen. You know? And that kind of pissed me off because I would have liked to have seen him not say nothing about it, get his surgery, get back to work. But, no, he kept prancing around with the belt, taking photos with the belt. And I don't know about you, if I generally lost a fight and I won off of that, I'm not calling myself the champion. I'm not going no, around I'm, and being like, yo, this is my belt. No, I'm, you know, and he, he, he wasn't like that. And that kind of shows me the character that he has and what is going to happen tonight, you know, at, on Saturday. Uh, I, I just don't, it's going to be the same exact fight as last time, except you're going to get angry Peter Yawn who's going to come attack you. Instead of waiting until the third or fourth round, we're gonna. I think we're gonna see a Peter Yan that attacks you right from the beginning. Which, in yeah, essence, I'm not gonna lie about it though. That's exactly what Aljamain Sterling actually probably wants because he's better when you attack at him. But like I said, I just, yeah, I just, I, I think we could throw all the stats away from what they're good at, what they're bad at, and just say, hey, we know this. It's gonna happen. Peter Peter Yan is a minus four eighty favorite. And Aljamain Sterling is plus three fifty. He's a champion. I'm not plus three fifty. That's fine. Yeah, I, I'm not. But it's, again, he's not. He, he didn't win that strap, so of course he's gonna be underdog. I'm he just saying, out of one of the other fights we're gonna talk about on this card, we're gonna talk about the odds. I think it yeah. should be higher. <laughs> like, if you're gonna give someone the other fights later in the fight the odds that they have. Yeah. When we already know what's we know what's gonna happen with this fight. Like we know. Peter yeah, Yon yeah. is gonna knock he's him the good. fuck out. Like he's, I don't think he's gonna knock him out quick though. I think he's no, gonna no, but punish him. We know he's gonna, he's gonna win the fight, whether it's a five nothing, whether it's a knockout, one of those two. We know that's gonna happen. So the fact that he's only minus four eighty, I think it's like six eighty, in my opinion. Uh speaking of the knockout decision, stuff like that, we got Peter Yon by decision is the favorite pick at plus one twenty five. Aljamain Sterling is a plus 800 by knockout. This is the one. It's great. You know when it's when, when the numbers are close together, you know what to pick. Peter Yan, knockout is plus 165. Aljamain Sterling is a plus 1700. And then submission. You got Peter Yan at plus 1300. And Aljamain Sterling is at plus 850. Now, looking at those odds based off of how they are before, we already know Peter Yan's going to win. And I'm I'm, I'm yeah, going to take a wild guess and say that usually in the fights, Peter Yan, when he puts pressure on you in the beginning, 
he finishes you in those middle rounds, three or four. You know, he so, took the right, he took the words right the fuck out of my options now. Yeah, like, I'm saying about three or four. It, it's one thing I like about Peter Yon, he's very versatile. And we talk about it yeah. a lot when we talk about these MMA, you know, podcasts. He's very versatile yeah. and he uses the kicks. I these these fighters now that are evolving that are using kicks, he's a bully that knows how to use kicks. He's a straight fighter that will kick you. Now that's pretty damn dangerous. You know, the that's only pretty damn it's pretty great. I mean, not to mention he fights out of AT and T, which was gym of the year four out of the last five years. You know. So he trains with people too. Trains with good people. And anytime you get a Russian dude in the UFC that's out for revenge. It's gonna be a scary night. Yo, people, I'm like, yo, always bet the Russian. Like, <laughs> it used to be always, always bet the Brazilian dude. Now it's like, yo, bet the Russians. Now, like, what what, what do you think Aljamain Sterling has to do to win this fight? Get him to the ground, nice and quick. Don't try to do not. I repeat, do not try to box him. You need to get him down in the first two rounds, wear him off a little bit because we haven't really seen Peter Jan's tank test it too much. So just get him to the ground, wear him out, get him up top, have him wanting to rush you, then you then you can pick him apart. Not hard, not easy, not easy, but that has to be his game plan right now. Yeah, I agree. I have the same thing written down here. Ground right away. You know, he's a black belt in Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, but it's not that easy to get Peter on down to the ground. This dude has a one takedown defense. But if you do get on the ground with Aljo, it's not something about where you want to be. You know, he took uh, Corey Sandhagen to the ground, and if you guys remember. He'd had submission of the year against Sandhagen, which was phenomenal. So it, this guy's really lethal on the ground. You know, um, he's got he's twelve and three in the UFC. He's experienced, so he, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just think his character is not going to be there. I think he are, like anytime you go into a fight and you have the mindset like him, like. He was already making jokes about how the fight was going to get pushed back because of something that happened with Peter on. And then it came out that it was getting pushed back twice because of him. <laughs> like, you're just like, you know, like, you know, you're going into this fight and the chances of you winning aren't that good. You usually aren't going to come out on top. And I, we'll see. But if he gets into the ground, like you said, I think we're in for a good one. So what's your final prediction for the fight? Just so we can put this down on the chart. Uh, third round to KO. All right. By Aljamain Sterling. Peter. Good. No, no, no. <laughs> so, if I'm placing a bet, so I'm actually placing, like, my knockout bets and all like this, I said knockout by round three, but I'm 100% confident that if you take a Peter Yan knockout three to five, somewhere from rounds three to five, I think it's going to be in I that agree. area. Uh, so any, any of them put a dollar they're like plus 1600 whatever they are usually you know I usually throw a dollar or so on it you never know you never know I mean you don't gotta go back crazy on it but if you do then we both said round three so round three yeah. but I, I think this fight is gonna be a lot more entertaining than people think because listen Aljamain Sterling isn't gonna be one of them guys that just goes in there and gets his ass whooped and doesn't try to fight back he's slippery so that's why I think I think Peter Ryan's gonna Kind of bullying, and then Al just going to get slowed down because he hasn't fought. But after mm-hmm. that, after that, we, we're going to save the other fight for next. But we got to talk about the, the main event. Now, we got the featherweight title holder, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Chan Sung Jung, a.k.a. the Korean Zombie. Now, I told you this off camera. One thing people don't know 
is Chansung Jung, Korean Zombie, is top five most entertaining fighters in the UFC, if you have to ask me. I agree. I agree. He gets hit. The motherfucker takes every shot you throw at him. He, he, he throw the kitchen sink at him. He's, he's coming. He walks forward. He never goes backwards. Dude, he's I, very entertaining. Yeah. But, uh, it's though. It's Volkanovski's different he's not gonna, he's not gonna. He's not going to sit there and throw a lot of shots at your face. Yeah. He uses them, them leg kicks like a beautiful jab in boxing. Dude, I mean... That's where I think we're going to see Korean Zombie actually crumble a little bit. Uh, Volkanovski is one of my favorite fighters in the UFC. And I, I don't see any path of victory for Chan Sung Jung. I, I don't see it, but it's UFC. You never know. And he's a guy that's relentless that keeps coming. And I think this is the first time in his career... Well, Max, Hall, minus Max, Max Holloway is different. He didn't count him. But... At, Chan Sung Jung's different than than Holloway too because he throws the, he throws a lot more and he's very good on the ground. So it's a little different. I think this is gonna be the first time that he that Volkanovski is fighting a guy that is similar to him, to himself. Yeah. You know, I think that's gonna be entertaining. Uh, I think I think yeah, the Korean Zombie's gonna press him though. I'm, I will say that he's gonna press, press, and press. We're gonna see what pressure does to Volk because Max was Max was pressuring. But he, he wasn't trying to take a lot of damage as well. Those leg, those leg kicks were definitely making make him stand back, make him get away, not be on him too much, especially in the first fight. Yeah, but I agree. I think the Korean Zombie, if he could take those leg kicks, which is not an easy thing, yeah, I think he could press him a little bit more, and we're going to see if Will can take that pressure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we, we all know they're both battle-tested warriors, but let, let's talk with you guys a little bit about Chan Sung Jung here. He's uh, 17 and 6. Six knockouts, eight submissions, three decisions. He's never been submitted, so we can eliminate submission from the pick. But he's very versatile, like I said. He's been in the UFC since 2011. And if you guys are familiar with this division since then, there's been a lot of freaking animals in this division. Let's break down yeah, who they've had. So, Chan Sung Jung has been in the, in, the, in the ring with everybody. But I want to make a point here. He hasn't beaten yeah, any of the elite guys. That's the thing about nah. him. So his losses he, in the UFC. Hold on. He did beat Dustin Poirier. Bef- yeah, look. I, I, no, you're Poirier. right. I, mean, I don't count yeah, that, that version of Dustin what he is now. You know, so. But you're right. You're right. But I want to break it down because he has beaten some, good, some okay. good names. He just didn't beat them in their prime version. That's what I'm saying. So his wins, 7-3 in the UFC. He beat Dan Edge, which last fight was a very good win. He was an underdog in that. He won this and earned a title shot because of some injuries. Before that, he beat Frankie Edgar. He beat Moicano. And he beat Dustin Poirier. But I want to point out his three losses, which are very crucial here. And... The odds tell the tale of that for this fight. His three losses are in this order. He lost his first fight. His first loss was Jose Aldo. He got knocked out. His second yeah. loss was to Yair Rodriguez. He got knocked out. Yeah, elbow. Nasty elbow. elbow. His third loss was to Ortega. He lost 5 nothing unanimous decision. But oh, yeah, Ortega. The, th- the thing about those losses is this. He was fighting Close fights in all but the Ortega fight. He was close to Aldo. He was close to Yair. And they knocked him out. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that type of performance by him against Volkanovski. So I mean, I, I do want to say this as well about Green Zombie. I'll give you this information. Out of his his ten fights, he's had performance of the night three of his last five fights. He's won fight of the night two of his last seven. 
He's got a submission of the night in the last five, a knockout of the night in the first in the last five. He literally does literally everything. So it's this this can be the first guy that Volkanovski sees that can come at him with all angles. So I mean, it's a tough opponent. It's a tough matchup. It really is, you know. And on he's top kinda, of that, he's kind of like Aaron Wonderboy of that division. A little something, something similar. The, the way he tacks on. I mean. I will say, also, uh, he's been training with Henry Cejudo. So, you know, we've seen what happened when people train with him lately. They win. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm just saying. I'm not going to say he's going to win. I'm not picking him. But I'm, the the odds of this fight are, we said the last one was a little high and a little yeah. low. I think this one might be a little high. Even though I like Volganowski, we know what happens when a guy's win titles and then they get a guy when it's, you know, a replacement fighter or somebody that they think is easy. It's a tough fight. So we're talking about the odds here. We got we got Alexander Volkanovsky as favorite at minus 850. Biggest favorite on the card. Yeah. Rightfully so, though. I'm not going to argue. I just think it's a little he's high. He's a champion. He's a respect. He's a champ. Yeah. I mean, he's been beat beat some good guys. We got Chan Sung Jung at 540. Um, don't throw any money on that. It's not gonna happen, uh, but th- th- this is cool. We got it. This is what I thought was. This is what I was talking about the fight though. B- by decision, we got Chan Sung Jung at plus two forty, and then mm-hmm. we have Volkanovski at minus one forty. So the favorite for him to win is by decision, which sounds about right. We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. And then we got by KO Volkanovski plus two forty. Korean Zombie plus 900. By submission, Volkanovski yeah. plus 1,000. And Korean Zombie is plus 1,700. Um, so, so you're you're better off, like, theoretically, if you're going to pick Chan Sung Jung, take him just to win because they're all over. Yeah, they're all over the place, man. Uh, we'll see because I think – I think uh, – the style that Volkanovski does, I just don't see how people last with that style. His leg kicks are absolutely. Yeah. He has the hardest. Like this is a guy that stands at five foot six, and somehow he was a, a heavyweight rugby player. Like well, his legs were well, massive. He's a stocky boy. I'm just saying, like when you guys are watching the fight, if you ever want to look up Volkanovski, look how big this motherfucker's legs are. His legs are massive. And and that's one of the reasons why when he came up, I said, yo, he's going to beat Max Holloway. Because that, that's how you beat strikers. You kick them. And that's a, it, yeah. no one does it better. Oh, no one does it better. Like, I'll say this. If if Justin Gaethje had the same size legs as Volkanovski, yeah. that dude would never lose. Because he's the only yeah. other guy I can pair that says he does those little bam, the quick kicks as good as Volkanovski. Like, and the thing is, too, like, he's short. And somehow he still gets into range. Like, we always talk about the reach. Like, Chan Sung Jung has a huge reach advantage over him. So did Max Holloway. So did Ortega. But somehow Volkanovski always just gets in there. I mean, it's impressive. It's movement. He does have great movement. I will say that. It's the one thing I noticed about Volkanovski. He's very underrated. His footwork. He knows he does know how to get in there. It's, it's, he's not just an outside fighter or a grappler. Like, he's, he's a very skilled kickboxer. Very skilled kickboxer. Yeah. 
Uh, and that, people don't understand that either. Well, that's why I want to uh, bring up a little bit. You just said it. He actually trains at two different gyms, which is actually pretty awesome. Like it explains why he might be so damn good. So he trains at one gym, City Kickboxing. He trains with Israel Adesanya. He trains Tiger Muay Thai with Peter Young. So he trains with Izzy and Young. He got two good ass fucking training partners. I mean, you're getting, you're getting, like, you're getting the best kicks, strikes, and you're getting, you're getting like the attacks. Like that's it. That's a great thing. And people don't even realize this guy is also a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So you get him on the ground, he's stronger than you too. I mean, Ortega, Ortega's learned that. <laughs> yeah, he's learned that. Wait, you listen. Ortega was having a nice run in that fight. Though. He was having a nice run. Truth is, like I didn't, I don't like Volkanovski, but I do like, I do like his style of fight. No, 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 no. I'm I not saying you. that's. I just think he's just some, some about him I just don't like about. Him. But his style of fighting, he he's complete. You just don't like he's Australian. Complete. You're you're getting bad memories of Ben Simmons in your head. Yeah, every time I love you, Austin. Nah, you're thinking of Ben Simmons every time you hear him from Australia. Yeah, it kind of hurts me a little bit. I hear you. I got it. Listen, I looked it up the other day, and he's from North Macedonia. So he's actually he's from he was born in he was born in Italy. Wait, he's Macedonian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, he's born in North Macedonia. He he grew up in uh, Australia and New Zealand and shit. And I was like, as soon as I saw North Macedonia, I'd never forget this team because I had a soccer parlay in like like last year and. It was like a twelve thing parlay for like five bucks to win like twelve hundred. I was I was like nine and zero, and I lost. And I'm like, who the f- North Macedonia beat Barcelona? And I'm like, who the hell is North Macedonia? And now I know who they are because they beat Italy in the World Cup. But he's from there, yeah. you know. So Macedonia, holy shit! I, I couldn't pick I it out. That. Yeah, I couldn't pick it out on a map though. But yeah, that's where he's from. <laughs> I know somebody who's with a Macedonian, a Macedonian chick, so that's how I know about the culture <laughs> a little bit. But man, I didn't know you was yeah. from Macedonia. So, that's kind of yeah. cool, man. Uh, one thing I want to ask you about about this: if if Volkanovski wins this fight, what's what do you think he does next? If he's not fighting Max, if he's not going to fight Max, move up. Yeah, what move would up, you, take if, on a champ up there. So you have no choice. Yeah. Take on that champ up there. If you were him. Would you move up in weight class and fight Oliveira if Oliveira beats Gaethje? Or would you fight Max Holloway for the third time when you're 2-0 against them? See, I'm all about, like, stamping that I won. People don't think he beat Max Holloway. I love Volkanovski, and I think it's 1-1. I think in his head, he feels that way, too. So I'm taking on Max. I'm getting my – I'm running my bag, and I'm getting Max. I'm, I'm saying, all right. I want to fuck you up, then I'm gonna move up. That's me. I want to know. I want people's last memory of me being in the cage with you that I whooped your ass. I and, and I think if I'm him, that's what I do. I don't, I'm not gonna move up and, and hear. Oh well, Max is probably gonna follow him. Tell you the truth, Matt, if, if Volk moves up, Max is moving up. I can tell you that. Well, yeah. So I, I was thinking about. I seen a lot of things on on the internet talking about how if Volkanovski wins this fight, he might move up. We we're talking about it. Be a banger of a fight. If Oliveria beats Gaethje, which is no walk in the park, be a hell of a fight. They're two of the best guys that are very lethal at everything. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him one bit for moving up and getting that, that second title fight. 
more money yeah. most likely. And if he wins, you know, double champ, whatever. Um, but I do want to say this about it. I think it's a lot more risky for him to move up because even though Oliveria is a smaller lightweight or uh, I don't think so, whatever. Though. I would say he's a smaller lightweight. No, I'm saying I think that's why he's good now because yeah, yeah, he's able to pack that muscle on. I, I think he's perfect for that weight class. We, we've seen what happens with the featherweights that are five foot six, five foot five, yeah. foot five, five seven that move up to that division. Yeah. Even though it's only ten pounds, like it, it you know, it's, they don't really fare that well. I mean, we'll see. I listen. Volkanovski's a beast either way, uh, but I, I feel like, like you just said, he's that type of mentality where it's like he wants to put that stamp on. And end Max Holloway because it's people legacy. aren't people aren't officially saying like Yo Volkanovski's the best ever in that division, but if he puts yeah. a stamp on Holloway and beats Holloway, I I think it's pretty close to say that. I, I think you just said a very good thing. People don't consider Volk the best at one forty five all the time. They consider Max Holloway the greatest fighter at one forty five. No disrespect to Jose out. I think it's Jose no out. I, you know what? I like Max's run better. You know, I'll say, I know that we're speaking way. about this. I would say it was Aldo, in my opinion. But the fact that Jose Aldo went to another division and is winning, it kind of – because I kind of say, oh, well, he was out of his prime. He didn't win. But he's, what, 3-1 yeah. and one since? So it's kind of That's like, true. Right. He, since he's dropped so down, if Aldo he keeps, had, he had yeah, been winning. Like the fact that Aldo but, keeps but, winning, it kind of makes Max Holloway's rise of when he beat him go up. Yeah, I agree. That's I agree, but but that this this is why I say this is a legacy fight for Matt for Volk. Though. Mm-hmm. I think he, if I beat the the best, the greatest, one forty five of all time, y'all can't say shit to me. Yeah, I this agree. is my division. Yeah, I, I think, totally uh, dropped down. Yeah, I mean, listen, this, theoretically, put it this way: let's say he gets early knockout, which you know, it could happen, first round knockout, maybe quick turnaround. Absolutely. And then he I'm sure do, Max is going to be there. So what happened with the fight was, remember, it was originally supposed to be Max Holloway. And well, then it was, it was a couple months ago. Max Holloway got hurt, an undisclosed injury. I have no idea what it was. I don't know what it was. I didn't look it up. They didn't bring it out. And then they scheduled the Korean zombie fight. And then Max Holloway was cleared like two weeks later. So it was like, damn. They, sh- they could have just waited, but they booked it. So um, Max Holloway's ready to go. He's ready to yeah. Like he, could, if, if something happens to the Korean Zombie, Max Holloway's coming in. Which I, actually, I actually pray for. Three days later, he's I actually, I actually would love. Like, let's just say Korean Zombie doesn't make weight, which yeah. he's, he's never missed weight or something. Max Holloway's the replacement. Oh, dude, I would. That would make this fight card that much better. No, no, like it would make it. It would, it would throw it over the rocks. This is this is three number three. Yeah. But if he beats him again, <laughs> he beats Max again, they're gonna say, "Well, he took it on three days' notice." I don't. Th- I don't think. Team. I don't think Volkanovski would take it that way, though. I think he would welcome it. I think he would be like, "Let's go!" Like I fought you twice. I'm prepping for. I'm sure. Yeah, he wouldn't. Max would too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I'm just saying. Let's see. You never know. We've seen crazier things happen. We've seen. We've seen that Khabib fight. He took on three different opponents in in 24 hours. So, I mean, you never know. I don't see it happening, but I'm just throwing it out there. That's just how much I want to see that third fight. I, I don't yeah, want to I, move I, up. I, I, I think we're fight. both in agreement there that we yeah. want to see a third max fight. 
So, yeah, coming to the end of it, what is your prediction for this fight? I think it's a U day. Okay. I don't think Volk stops him. I don't think I, I don't think Korean Zombie gets stopped. So I'm gonna go with the UD on this one because this is an opponent he's not too familiar with. So it's a style with kind of damn impression. I'm not gonna argue with your pick. It's it's decent because the odds minus one forty for decision. But yeah. two of his three losses in the UFC were by knockout. <laughs> This is what I forgot to say. Volkanovski has three UFC knockouts. All of them were in the second round. All three of them were second round knockouts of his career. He has 11 knockouts, and eight of them are in the second round. So I'm going all in. I'm taking, I'm taking Volkanovski with the second round knockout. I'm going with the fucking odds. So, uh. That's not horrible. But if I had, if it, it, honestly, like, I'm, I'm putting that in there, but. We have to pick a decision in one of these, you know, so I could see a decision in this fight. I'm going with the second round knockout stuff, but that's just my pick. Round two knockout Volkanovski, unanimous decision Volkanovski, which we'll see. We'll see, because like you said, now we're talking about the fight that I want to talk about. I don't give a shit about any of these other fights, because as soon as this fight happens, I'm either going to watch the rest of the fights or I'm going to go the hell home and cry. No, I'm just kidding. I actually, I'm, I'm excited for this fight. We got Kamzat Chimeyev versus Gilbert Burns. Now, let's talk a little bit about Kamzat first. Since obviously, he's the guy that everybody wants to see. Rightfully so. My man is 10-0. Six knockouts, four submissions. But in the UFC, he's 4-0 with two knockouts and two submissions. The crazy thing is about this guy, I don't give a shit who he has fought. He outstrikes his opponents 112 to 1, which was the first punch ever thrown in a fight of his UFC career. Landed on him. Nobody's landed since. Unfucking like how? Like how how the how like how does that physically happen? Like I don't care who you fight. They don't land a fight. They don't land a punch. You got him in such dominant positions on the ground that they can't even attempt to throw. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that's that's how it can happen right there. <laughs> Ground control, but I get what you're saying. He's a highly talented guy, man. I actually like him, but I just think Gilbert Burns is a different beast. He's not gonna he's gonna land more than one punch. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. Gil, Gilbert Burns is a strong fighter. He's he's a better. He's improved a lot in the striking department. Um, yeah, you know, great wrestler, of course. So this is a tougher fight for Cam. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking up. I'm looking up predictions, right? I'm going on Google right here, I'm trying to see some predictions. You know, a little breakdown, see if I miss anything from what we have. Get some research in. Every single one that I looked at had Gilbert Burns winning. Believe it or not, every single one, every one. And I'm going to tell you guys why they have him winning. This is why we've been talking about the whole podcast about odds and how some are like. Eh. This is the most disrespectful line I've ever seen in my life. Now, listen, Paul, you know I love Cam's out. I love his energy. I just love the fact that he told Dana White, I'll smash anybody. Give me Brock Lesnar. But at the same time, listen, guys, he hasn't fought nobody, which there is a big difference in the UFC when you go from fighting John Phillips, Riss McGee, Mercer, and Lee Ji Liang to Gilbert Burns. And... When I talk about these odds, Paul, listen to this shit. Gilbert Burns. 
coming off of his last fight, he beat Wonderboy. Impressive. Dominated Very Wonderboy, impressive. which he was the underdog in that fight, and he won. Which I took on Wonderboy in that one. He was plus 210 in that fight. I remember it because I had it written down. Um, he's 7-1 since 2018. His only loss is to his former training partner, the champion, who is arguably the best waterweight fighter ever, the pound-for-pound pound number one, Kamara Usman. That's his only loss since 2018. Coming to a guy who was 4-0 in the UFC and fought nobody, Tameyev is minus 550. Gilbert Burns is plus 390. Like, I... I saw that line and I said, "You gotta sprinkle some money on Gilbert." Like, you got to. This guy is plus three ninety. He's twenty and four in his career. He's seven and one since two thousand eighteen. He's thirteen and four in the UFC, and he only has one loss in his career at welterweight. And he's plus three ninety. It's crazy. And look at the dogs he has beaten. Right? Look at the dogs. Right? Damian Meyer. He out. He would. He knocked Damian Meyer the fuck out. I seen Damian Meyer. You don't knock Damian Meyer out. You don't. You don't. He was not. And even before that, he was manhandling Damian Damian Meyer. Damian Meyer is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert. Like he never. Nobody does that to him. What in there toward Tyron Woodley's ass? That fight against right? Tyron Woodley was phenomenal. He, he was. I, I shocked me. He took, I was. I, he I was there the whole time soul. looking like. Took his soul. He took his soul, threw that shit away, and said, go fight the Paul Brothers, bitch. Like, get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, Tyron Woodley didn't want to throw a punch. He didn't. He couldn't. He was scared. He did not want to throw a punch. <laughs> he went in there. He went in there. Fuck Usman, which he did shake him. During that fight, he did have him. He did catch him with a good shot. He almost knocked out Usman, and then Usman recovered. Almost. Almost. Only counts in, uh, in uh, horseshoes and grenades. Um... Then he went in there and had a flawless victory against Stephen Thompson. That's not no easy rack of four fights right there. By no means. He, he fought he took on a former champion, the champ, and a former uh, champion contender. And a, and a, a legend in Damian Maia. I mean, he did beat Gunnar Nelson. Cool. All right. He's a good name to have on your record. Yeah. You know, Other um, than that, he's been in there with the best. I'll say it's about Gilbert Burns. He's no slouch. Like... For everybody out there that's real hype on Cam's at, like they love him. I love him too. Go do your research on on Gilbert Burns before you throw all your money on this crazy line. Right. You know, Gilbert Burns has six knockouts, eight submissions, and six decision wins. He's very versatile. And like you said, when he did, this is a great fight for Gilbert Burns because of two reasons. One, Gilbert Burns wants you to come at him. He wants yes. to throw. He wants has to has a beautiful straight. He has a beautiful counter straight. Yeah. Gorgeous. You know, um, I will say this though. We can talk all this that we want about Cam's ads good. We're gonna find out what is real and what isn't real. We're gonna find out. Is he really a legit contender? Or is he just some guy that was just on the hype train during COVID that just, you know, ran through people? Because we've seen a couple of those. Not at his level, yeah. but we've seen a couple of those. You know, um, this is a guy at Cam's at where so far right now in his career, what we've watched, he you can't say he has a flaw. Like, watching what he does, he's looked, phenomenal, he's looked great. But I will say this. One thing in this fight that's going to be a factor 
if he misses Gilbert Burns and Gilbert Burns lands a takedown on him, how is he going to re- react when Gilbert Burns is on top of him? Because Gilbert Burns showed exactly what he does on top of people in his last fight against Wonderboy. You don't get out. You don't get out. He, he has a lot of submission skills, and he's very good on top. And I like this fight a lot because you got two guys that want to come into this fight that want to play bully ball. So I, I agree. I was going to say that, too. I was like, these are two bullies facing off. Yeah. These are two bullies throwing hands. Exactly. This is going to be a really good fight. I had – this is my prove-me fight to Cam. Now, if Cam goes in there and fucks him up, there's no excuse why he's not in there for a championship 100%. Fight. 100%. You throw, you throw him right to Usman after that. Yeah. There's no reason for him to see Kobe Covington, and there's no reason to see anybody at 170. He goes right to Usman because this is something new. Yeah. He loses, you probably will see him in there with a Kobe Covington or Wonder. You know, so, when we're just talking about that, I think there's a lot of pressure on games that – for this fight, yeah, a lot of pressure lots. because if he yeah, loses, everything win. yeah, I mean, listen, he's not going in there and fighting a slouch, but you know, he called for this fight, he asked for this fight, he got the fight. He so if he if he loses this fight, where obviously he thinks it's the perfect opponent for him, I th- the reason I think he chose this fight is not because I think he thinks it's going to be easy. I think it's gonna it's a fight that he can prove that he can do the same exact stuff on the weaker guys that he does against the one of the most versatile fighters in this division. And if he does that, I Usman might, Usman might have to move. He might want to move up. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to move up. I'm out of here. I'm just saying, if he does, I'd be like, yo, because this dude's fucking, this dude's nuts. Like, this dude's crazy. Listen, this guy's from, this guy's from Chechnya. He was born with bombs blown up over his head. Like he probably he probably threw grenades when he was a, like six months you see, old. You see the gas in his lip? He lost. <laughs> no, he don't have a lip. He lost. He it. doesn't have a lip. Yo, go listen to the story about how he lost it too. It's fucking. It's crazy but hilarious. Like uh, you gotta watch. it. I can't explain it like him. That's the only reason I like though. I like you. I like Cass. He does have a lot of like personality. Do you? If this English ever becomes perfect, he's flawless on the microphone. No, he he gotta stay how he is. I want, I want everybody kill them all. I smash them all. <laughs> yo, I, that's what makes me like it more because it's like, yo, I, you don't know what he's saying half the time, but you know it's saying something's gonna beat somebody up. <laughs> but yo, I'll tell you this: he's very respectable too. I don't know if you saw the yes. video. Did you see the video of him and Burns in the hallway? I love both these guys. It's just I like Dave. Yeah. I want him to win, like, I, but I like Burns. I'm a fan of Burns. You know, if you ever seen Burns' interviews, down earth guy, you can tell he puts a lot of effort in. And he also, he's, like, he's a family guy. He's a brother. dad. That's why I love it. Uh, he's a dad. But, yo, he's you guys got to go check this video out. It's, uh, it was from earlier today. It was Cam Zat and Gilbert Burns. They're staying in the same hotel. Now, usually when you get a fight like this, they keep them away from each other. But apparently they were in the same hotel, and Tameyev was walking down the hallway just legit, just, I guess he was coming from a sauna or whatever. I don't know what they're coming from. And Gilbert Burns and his team was coming to the, use the hotel. And he's like, oh, oh, man, you come, you take towel off, we fight naked, fuck it. And then, yeah, uh, Gilbert Burns says something, they just start cracking up, they start giving each other high fives. And he's like, he's like, you look a little small, you need to eat banana. You, you get strength, you show me, he's like, you show me strength with right hook. He's like, I'll show you Saturday night. He's like, I hope you do, I need it. And they just, 
a handshake, walk away. I was like, yo, like, and then when they get in the ring, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna kill this dude. That like, that's the type of shit I like in the UFC because like, they're just, they're these are two I'm guys. That, right like, now. It's hilarious. Bro. I'm literally watching this shit right now. <laughs> First of all, the size difference between the two is hilarious. Bro, but Gilbert I'm Burns, this shit right now. Gilbert Burns is shorter. Like Cam's ass yeah, is. He was a 155 fighter at one point. But he's just, he's just, he's shorter and stockier. So, yeah. the thing about Cam's at right now is he has a lot of strength, he has a lot of size, and he has reach. But, Gilbert Burns in his previous fights has shown that he can, he can handle that and he can cut that down. Yeah. He does that by getting inside, by stopping the takedowns, and taking you down. We, we got to see if you could do that Cam's at right now. A lot of people are like, oh, well, can he prove his wrestling? He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's a black belt in judo. On top of that, he's a six-time gold medalist in elite wrestling freestyling in Sweden. I don't know how much you want to put that into account, but anytime you win six straight gold medals and you're undefeated in that, this guy's never lost a fight in his life, like, ever. That's why I told you, this bad motherfucker grew up, he was six months old, he's one and up. <laughs> like, I'm just telling you, like, he's just different, man. And I think he's going to prove it. I, 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 I think Vegas thinks that way too. But like the the odds, it just still doesn't. I don't get like it's very disrespectful there. But uh, conditioning and pace is another big thing for him, which we got to see. He's never had to use it. And Gilbert mm-hmm. Burns is a guy that's going to make you use it. So we'll see if he can use that there. Like, like, I like how you bring up this, the Wonder Boy fight. Um, he got inside. And if you remember the podcast we did, I was saying that's my biggest concern about this fight for uh, for him yeah. is getting inside on on Wonder Boy because he's going to keep you away. Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, he did very well. <laughs> Let's just say that. And uh, he controlled the whole fight, being inside, you making know, him miss, yeah, taking him down, mauling him. You did call that. I was watching that fight, too, and I watched a couple of the Gilbert Burns fights. Um, now, I want to say two things. First thing is this. He's one of the only fighters in the UFC that I think fights better off his front foot, which usually you don't see, and they always say, stay back. Say, he, that's one thing that I think might benefit him here because, like I said, they're bullies. They're both bullies. Where Cam's at is going to be a guy who's going to – if you watch his fight so far, he didn't throw the first punches in any of his fights except the one fight. He likes you to throw. So if you kind of give that, if, if Burns can come in, give that fake, and then let Camzat kind of do what he does and counter it like he did against Wonderboy, he could submit him in the first round. You know, he could, he could get him down. He's skillful on the ground, Burns. I'm talking about Burns could submit him. Uh, it could work both ways. So Yeah, it could. Because Cam could turn around and, and, just bull, and just flip him. Yeah. Like, he could turn around and just maul him to fucking death and then... That's what makes this fight so much interesting because we don't know. We don't know what Cam's that's going to do. Is he going to be like one of them guys? Is he going to be like the Sixers where they dominate the shitty teams and then they get the big teams that they can't, they don't show up? But I want to say this, though, because I I kind of compare Dan Hooker. Remember Dan Hooker when Mm -hmm. Dan Hooker made his rise? It's kind of what he did. Yeah. Longer fighter in the division, uses striking, this and that, and then when he fought the good guys... Disappears. Yeah, nah. You know, but he did knock out Gilbert Burns. So, I mean, 
It different fighter though. That was his last loss. Well, wasn't that, wait, that was at 155 pounds though. It was. It was uh, in 2018 also, or 2017. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it was a while ago. I'm just saying, like, I like I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I mean, I would be surprised if Kamzat comes out here and pulls a, a Dan Hooker and disappears yeah. against the good guys. But at the same time, we've seen fighters that are like this, and then when they fight that guy that pressures them, they don't know what to do. So we'll see. I mean, what's your pick for this fight? I got Gilbert Burns. I got him on a on a U day. I think I I don't think he's gonna stop him with you know, is a tough motherfucker. He, it's like he doesn't bend. You know, he break he breaks, but he doesn't bend. Um, we don't know. We don't know yet. We don't know what happens. We don't know what happens. What happens? I got to go with Burns. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing is, we don't know if does Cam. I'm I'm willing to bet he does, but does he have a jaw? Can he take a punch? Can he take leg kicks? That's just something you don't just say. We could be like, yo, he probably has the the best jaw. We don't know. He might have a fucking weak ass jaw, and that's why he goes hard as shit. You never know. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm going uh, to Mav round three submission. I can see it happening. I, I think it's I can see be, that happening. I think well. it's going to be a one to one fight going into the third, and I think it's either going to be a Chimaev submission or Burns <laughs> is going to win by split decision. I don't. I don't. I don't think he can beat him by decision. I. I think Burns has given the right to. He's shown. That when you go to decision, he usually wins. Because the thing about him, what he does at the end of fights, he knows how to get those points on at the end of the fight. And I think that's very he, crucial. He he's, a, he's, he's a veteran. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I think I'm very pissed off that this is a three-round fight. I, I, I'm, I'm excited that it's on this, but I wish it would have been a main event of something. Like a five-rounder. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I think the three-round works more towards Burns because he can he can he can be aggressive and know like all right I got I gotta fuck him up a little bit. I, I gotta win these rounds just the way I, I was doing the wonder boy. Um I think Kaz he's well uh, Cam's gonna be like okay I, I can't be I, I can't be waiting. I might have to throw the first punch. I might have to take that 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 chance and go in there and try to take take a few shots. So I think it's gonna work more in the Burns's favor. I think this is gonna nah, be the like best fight. Like, I think it's gonna be the best like fight said, on the whole card. Yeah, like I said, if he beats him, I'll see you in June, mate. Uh, listen, I'll see you in June. Depends. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's gonna be a good fight. Other than that, we got we got a couple other good fights on here. Let's run through them real quick. We got a woman fight. We got Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. We got Dern at minus one twenty eight, and Torres is plus one hundred four. Now, I'm not hyped for this fight. I don't like watching Mackenzie Dern mm-hmm. fight. She is a mm-hmm. da- she's the Damian Maya of the women. She's boring. Takes you down. She takes, takes you down. You down. Yeah. You just don't get the fuck Uses up. That, that jiu-jitsu. Yeah, uh, Tish Torres on a three fight winning streak, which came from a four. She's on a three fight winning streak, but she lost four fights previous to that. This is a do-or-die win for her. If she doesn't win this fight, she's probably going to be, might as well just retire. You're going to have to walk back up. Good luck. That division, you got Martina Rodriguez, Amanda Rebus. You got a lot of of killers in that division that are coming up. So, 
I'll say this. Mackenzie Dern is 11-2 in her career. Seven submissions. Seven submissions. <laughs> uh, I'm predicting in this fight she's going to get another submission. I don't know, a round, maybe two, three. I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm switching it. I'm going to take her by decision. I can't take all fucking finishes. <laughs> and I've been taking all UDs. So um, I'm going to rock with uh, Mackenzie on this one. And it's going to be a UD. I think she's going to ride her out. They both got pillow, pillow hands. So, but the thing is, uh, Torres just throw a shit little punches. They're yeah. just not hard. Yeah, so that's why they call it a small tornado. I mean, if I if I'm willing to bet this, whatever your bet is, just take the fight to end in decision. Yeah, I think that's Cause the yeah because uh, T Torres is thirteen and five, eleven decisions. So yeah, I mean, most likely if she wins, it's going to be a decision. There's one knockout on her record. Yeah. Now we got another fight here. We got Jarzino Dar- Rosenstruck versus Marcin Tybora. Now. Rosenstruck is a guy who has proved to do exactly what I just said about maybe Camdat. He kills everybody, and then he fights the good names, and he gets fucked up. He's, his three losses, listen to these, I'm not blaming him. Curtis Blades, Cyril Gain, Francis Nagano. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, what are you going to do? Here, guys. Yeah, he lost, lost the three hey, other fights. He, he did knock out some mole heads, though. Everybody else that one, my old heads in the, in the so, so. Listen, he's twelve and three in his career. Every single one of his UFC wins has been by knockout. Three of his five knockouts have been in round one. Sorry, three of his five knockouts, three three of his losses, they were all knockouts. He has eight knockouts in the round one. Damn. And three of his five UFC knockouts were in round one. So this is a guy that comes out and he throws fucking hands with you. He can't do anything else. Now we got another guy out here. I don't know if you know much about Marcin Tybora, but he's another Polish power. My man's from Poland, but he's not your typical Polish guy. He uh, he can knock you out, but he's Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. And he he can take a punch. He fought uh, Volkov. I don't know if you remember that fight. Volkov well, him. he beat uh, Greg Hardy. He's the one that stopped Greg Hardy at first. Yeah, I remember he fucked knocked Greg Hardy out, which, you know. Is... <laughs> well, he's 22 and, and 7. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he has a nice little resume. He's a versatile guy. He got nine knockouts, six submissions, seven decision wins. He's been knocked out he four times. Arlowski, he's beat some dogs. He's some good guys. I mean, he got hands, too. I like him. I can see that. I'm, I'm, I'm watching a couple of highlights somewhere right now. I remember him now. He beat the shit out of Greg Hardy. Yeah, so, I mean, my pick's real simple with this fight. I think Rosenstruck goes out there. He throws hands in round one. But not this yeah. time. He's going to get knocked out in round one. I'm going with the underdog. Uh, we got Rosenstruck. He's minus 158. Ty Bora is plus 128. I'm taking the dog in this fight. I got Ty Bora by first-round knockout. Um, Is Ty Bora ranked? Like in the top 15? He's probably in the top 15. I'm not sure. Um, and this is his fight. This yeah. is his fight to crack the top fifteen. So I got. I'm, I'm gonna go with Tyburn on this one. Yeah, I think uh, it's the he's last. Young guy like this is what happens. I think it's the last fight on Rosenstruck's uh, contract. So I think he's gonna oh. lose. He's gonna go to Bellator. He's number ten. Okay. On the yeah. on the sounds about right. He's in the, he's in the top ten, but I think this is the fight he's gonna need. 
to take on a top five guy. We might see him in there with game. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, be, it's a bad fight for, for Rosenstruck just because, absolutely. you know, like I said, like the three guys that he lost to, two of them aren't going anywhere. You still got Steve Bay, so it's kind of like, I mean, get out of your contract, just get the fuck out. <laughs> That's what I would do. I mean, I don't blame him, but we'll see. We'll see. Another fight I want to talk about, and then we'll leave the rest for the our page. We got an up-and-comer. We got another guy coming up from Dublin, Ireland. We got a welterweight division. He's 8-0. Ian Gary. I don't know if you guys have seen this guy. This guy got lightning hands. This dude is... When you talk about strikers and accuracy, he's right up there with... He's, the he's, he's, a, he's a pinpoint striker. He's eight. He, like I say, he's 8-0, six knockouts, but he's only 1-0 in the UFC. Yeah. He's good. He's six foot three, so he's tall. He's tall for the division. He's good though. But the question is here. So we're questioning Cavs at. You know, a lot of people were can he do this? Can he do that? It's going to be yeah. the same thing we see here with this guy. So he's fighting a guy, Darian Weeks. He's five and one. And he does stuff that Ian Gary's not good at, that we don't know if he's good at. He's a good striker with kicks. And he's a good grappler and takedown guy. Those are two question marks under Ian Gary. So this is another proven fight for Ian Gary. Can he get in there with a guy that does stuff that he's not used to and finish the fight? Ian Gary's at minus 385. Darian Weeks is plus 290. By knockout, plus 125 for, for uh, Ian Gary. And I think that's how it ends. Oh, you never seen Ian Gary fight. I don't. Th- I don't think I have. They, they're call- I, they're calling him the nicer Conor McGregor. They're calling him the nicer Conor. Listen, I'm going to say this. They're calling him that because he's from Dublin, but he's nothing like yeah. Conor. He ain't nothing like. I'm saying he's more of a pinpoint yeah. striker. He's good. He got power. Beautiful kicks. Yeah, Hell, he he does a beautiful setup for the kick too. He's he's good, but like I said, nobody knows how he is against takedown defense. So, we'll see. God. Yeah, he hasn't fought anybody yet. It's only a second fight in the UFC. Uh, but he's favored at 385. I'm rolling with him. He's one, he's one of the guys that we talked about before. And we said, who are some of the up-and-coming prospects? He was on my list for yeah, a little bit now. Remember him. Yeah, he's finally finally there. Uh, he's not a talker, though. He's not like Conor McGregor. He's going to get on the microphone and start talking all this shit. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe he will after he does this fight. I hope not. But I, he's not like No, he's that. too nice. He's too nice of a guy, they said. Yeah, he's real nice. Uh, his last fight was a couple months ago. He won. Fucking right hook knockout. It was beautiful. I, th- I think he does the same thing here. Um, we'll see. That was the only other fight I really wanted to talk about. There's a couple other fights on here with people you know. Like I said, there's a lot of good matchups that are very, you know, uh, well-matched that the odds say it. So I'm not going to pick them on here. But is there anything else that you're looking forward to this, this fight card that we didn't talk about? Nah, uh, we got everything across that I wanted to speak about. Um, I'm just worrying about the next after this now. Like, there's a lot of what ifs after this after this these cards. Um, what if Alexander Volkanovski loses? Does he go back? Does he go up then? What if What if Aljamain Sterling actually wins? You know, shit like that. Like, Gilbert Burns is a title shot after this. Like, it's yeah. or 
Kazmat. Kazmat. This this is a lot of uh, I gotta see what's going on after the card type shit that's gonna happen. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities that could happen. Even with the Dern the Dern fight, uh, you know, like you just said about the Tybora fight, if he wins. Rosenstruck win. Either one, it's a big fight. You got a lot of a lot of good matchups that are going to be made out of this fight. So we'll look we'll look forward to seeing it. I can't wait for the final three fights though. I, I mean, no, I'll be happy for that. But I will say this. I will say this. Our predictions are going to be pretty accurate because how do UFC cards traditionally go? First fight on the fight card, banger, knockout. Second fight, the Darren. It's gonna be the Darren fight. Always kind of slow. It's like what the yeah. fuck. Decision. And then you got three bangers that could go any way, any stoppage, could be a decision. So it's going to be, I think we're pretty accurate with that. So I'm looking forward to a good fight card. Uh, if something crazy happens, we'll hop back on here and do a, a, another breakdown of it or a review. And uh, I'm going to do a personal one. I'm going to talk about Cam's at, regardless if he wins or loses. I'm going to talk about it. Well, if he wins, I will. If he loses, then. <laughs> We'll just flush it to the wayside. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. And guys, girls, thanks for listening. And like I said before, uh, share it. Get your friends to listen. We got guests coming on the podcast. We got debates coming on the podcast. Don't be afraid to hop in and do one of them. Other than that, Paulie, floor is yours. Thank you for listening. You're part of the Stu Life, you already know how real we are. You already know we get down with these uh, debates. We got fantasy sports. We got the odds. We are we are the real shit of this Pennsylvania sports talk. We're taking over. If you're not part of Soup Life, you're a fucking loser. And I said it now. <laughs> you ain't right. You're right. But all right, y'all. Have a good night. Have a good day. Peace out. Good night. Later.